Oh. Is that, is no. that too low? Start it over. Is that too low? <laughs> Start over. I'm, tr- I'm trying to be the next, uh, trying to be the next amaranth. What, are you going to chew a banana in your mic next? <laughs> I got, bitch, I got the ass to be the next amaranth. Let me tell you something. Oh, that was a flower. I'll give you that. It's a, it's a flower? Is it an amaranth, not a flower? Uh, You know what? You might be right. You might be right. So how are you going to be the next flower? Amaranth. Uh, well, Amaranth is a streamer uh, who got oh. big off of... Um, What's he play? Uh, well, she got uh, kind of Great. famous for doing ASMR, I believe. Oh, so which, not really is. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Which is what I... Uh, which is what I was trying to do right there. Yeah, everything makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> but I I think you're right. I think it is a flower. Right? And I reckon. Yeah, yeah, it is. It totally is. So like is, a, is, is, is ASMR like a fetish thing? What it, like, Actually, hang on. It says it's an invasive weed. It's not a flower. <laughs> oh. oh my god. That makes more sense. Is it? Uh, isn't it pretty though? Oh yeah, it's very pretty. The like like almost pinkish red. Oh, fucker, I typed it in and I got the fucking band. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, what were you saying about ASMR though? Is it, so like oh. like the appeal to ASMR, like is that is that like a fetish thing? Uh, I think so. Maybe. I don't or is it just know. calming? And I I know to some people it's calming and relaxing. To me, it's like violently uncomfortable. Oh yeah, it's. Right. I I hope that I made people who listen to the show regularly super uncomfortable with that because it I, makes me very uncomfortable. There's times when I'm scrolling through TikTok and uh, not Josh, but Austin. I know you know this. Yeah, Josh. I don't know if you use it enough to know, but I don't use it at all. Unfortunately, so <laughs> you're just scrolling through, and sometimes you'll get like uh, TikTok to essentially tell you to take a break. <clears throat> And some are pretty obvious about it. But then there's one you're scrolling, and then you just hear, like, hey, you've been scrolling a while. And it's the most uncomfortable <laughs> thing I have ever yeah, fucking felt. Yeah, honestly. Like, leave me alone. Who cares if I've been scrolling yeah. for the last four and a half hours? You Shut mind your own goddamn business. Up. Right. Uh, it makes me so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You're fucking <clears throat> I, Whatever. Josh... You're gonna hear. We got a kitten. You're gonna hear that in the background when you're editing. So you might as well just throw my audio out. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna throw everything out, and Thank we're you. just gonna start from scratch. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, throughout the podcast, no, no, I mean, the way, like, the way like this episode completely going from scratch. Going. Like both of you guys are fired. Um, I'm starting. Yes. Again. <laughs> Don't lie, Dylan. You know you really want to fucking go. <laughs> go where? Uh. In the ground, six feet under. Um, it's been a lifelong dream. <laughs> Where is this episode going? Uh, I don't know. We've already hit all the the big talking points. Uncomfortableness. Suicide. Is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> that is a reoccurring theme. <laughs> it is, dude. That's crazy. I hope nobody uh, who listens to this has a genuine mental illness. Please don't. Listen. It worse. I listen to this and I have a genuine mental <laughs> illness. <laughs> it looks like uh, this isn't therapy for me anymore. Oh, God. <clears throat> well, this is just my suicide log. When we get to episode 100, you guys will see. <laughs> oh, God. 
fucking, 100 Dylan doesn't need 13 reasons why. He just needs this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to Hunting Pixels, the one yeah, and only. Yeah, right. The one and only official video game podcast of culture. All right. All right, good. I know that you were doing something different, and I respect you for it, but I don't <laughs> like it. Culture pop. All right. Uh, we've got something for you today. I don't know what the fuck it is, by the I way. Mean, that that's this is something's going. like barely hanging. <laughs> I feel like all of our brains have melted at this point. Like this, the past four days alone with the E3 shit has been like, can I handle this anymore? I, I, but, I, so if Austin's gone next week, what are we going to talk about? Uh, you and I, yeah. um, are we, you want to talk, you want to do a Pokemon podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I would rather commit, uh, unalive toaster. Bath. Uh, yeah, unalive. Yeah. Toaster bath. I would rather commit toaster bath. Then talk Pokemon with you because I, this is this is what would happen in that podcast. I would be like, yes, red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, crystal, real good, real good. Hey, you want to do a podcast about those? Oh, maybe. Okay, next week. We'll see. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about it. We'll uh, confer. I'm sure. In the meantime, that listens would love that. Two weeks almost in a row. Almost two weeks in a row. Two two. Pokemon podcast. Justin is probably not only losing his mind right now, like get to the fucking show, but also he's probably like, don't do any more Pokemon. I can't handle it. <laughs> is he one of the three people that re- like listen every week? Yeah, he's one of the three. Okay. Hey, and, uh, we should have four now. Uh, I was okay. at AT&T like two weeks ago getting my phone fixed and I, I, I don't remember what I was wearing, but I, I guess I was wearing an anime t-shirt because uh, the guy, the guy that was you know selling me a phone, started talking to me about anime while we were waiting for my shit to back up, mm. and uh, somehow we got on the topic that we uh, somehow we got to talking about this podcast, and uh, he was like, "All right, well, you know, I got to go do something." So, and he handed me his phone and opened up Spotify, and he was like, "Yeah, just you know, uh, search it up on Spotify and follow it, and I'll, I'll take a listen to it on my way home," and I was like, "Oh, look." So if you're listening, AT&T God guy, damn it! Thank you. <laughs> the last thing you need is validation on your anime. <sighs> Seriously, it, it, is, <laughs> it is true. Uh, well, um, what the fuck were we talking about? Probably oh. nothing. Yeah, probably nothing. All right, we a have a show. Episode. It's it's fucking it's something. I was so busy, I didn't even really write an outline. So that's fine. Uh, but. I am your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen, and I am joined by my two co-hosts. E3 is shit. Dylan Martin. I wish you would have just ended <laughs> it right there. My two co-hosts, E3 is shit. That's it. <laughs> and, then, and then the like exit music kicks in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh my and god. Uh, and Nintendo stole the show, Austin. Stevens, I don't fucking know anymore, guys. That was real good. You did <laughs> that was top tier writing. You were wrong, but you did your best. Uh, I I could have totally, you know, not knowing what we know now, I could totally have seen you saying that. But yeah, I might have if uh, their E three wasn't awful. Yeah, 
Well, so, we'll we I will... used to be excited for it. Ooh. So did I, boys. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's go ahead and just jump into what we've been doing. Uh, I've been ascertaining the quantitative power of bitches. Uh, oh my god! I, I actually read that out loud, Dylan. Uh, I don't know. I don't know quite what that means, but um, oh my god. Uh, so, like usually uh, you skip over my shenanigans. I did not expect that one to make it through. Yeah, honestly. no, I liked it. Uh, <laughs> no, but in real life, I watched um, Spiral from the Book of Saw, and it's the new Saw movie. Obviously, from uh, is it was it did it come out this year? I can't remember if it came out like late last year or like earlier this year. Late last year. Nope, this year. Does that have Chris Tucker in it? Uh, no. Chris Rock, you oh. racist son of a bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's another black guy with the first name of Chris. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And I, we were talking about getting canceled. We're definitely getting canceled now. <laughs> Fucking can't even keep your black guys straight. Come Man, on. It's all the same. Yeah. Well, oh, anyway, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, so... Boy. Uh, this is the, I guess, sort of like, uh, reboot, so to speak of the Saw movies. Um, and I was kind of excited about this one because it was announced back in 2019, uh, by Chris Rock of, you know, Chris Rock fame. (laughs) And I was like, that's interesting. And apparently he was like a real big fan and blah, blah, blah. So he wanted to bring it back, and uh, so they had finished it up, had planned on re- releasing it last year uh, around May, and then it actually didn't end up coming out till May of this year. So are you guys familiar with the Saw movies? Uh, yeah. Uh, or, or, like or at least two. the first. Okay, okay. So I really genuinely love that first movie. Um, I think that first movie is actually very, very good. And uh, I feel like there was a real downgrade on every movie that came after that, even though there were like some cool bits in each of them. Like I, as a whole, I like the franchise. I like all the movies, but like in terms of like what's actually good and what's not, um, I am not as big a fan of anything past one. Well, so I watched this movie, and this movie is kind of bad. Um, (laughs) I kind of don't know what I was expecting, if I'm being 100% honest, because... uh, They brought back Darren Lynn Bowsman, who was the guy who had directed... Two, three, four, and I want to say five, but he definitely did two, three, and four. And he's kind of got some stylistic choices in his movies that are like whatever, they're kind of fine. But like, I feel like he tends to focus a little bit more on the like gore and kills and shit like that themselves 
and doesn't pay as much attention to character, which is kind of what made the first one really good. And that is all over the place in this one. Like they try to throw in some character stuff like Chris Rock and uh, his partner who's played by uh, Max. uh, I want to say it's pronounced Minghella. I I could be butchering that, but um, he, he tries to infuse like some stuff with them. um, But for the most part, this movie is like, it's almost all that torture porn shit that we saw in like the mid mid to late aughts where everybody was trying to like copy what the first saw was doing or what, um, hostile had done or, you know, any of those sort of movies. And it just like, it's really heavy handed with its writing. Like even the, like, so, you know, all, all the saws kind of have like some sort of twist to them at the, at the end. Um, the twist at the end of this one is like the most unbelievably stupid and like, like, uh, I'm trying to think of how, like what I'm trying to, um, like you could see it coming. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. Like fr- from like probably, 20 or 30 minutes into the movie. Like it, I mean, like it is blatantly obvious what's going on. And then there's a scene near the end where it confirms it without confirming it. And you're supposed to like, it's supposed to be this thing where you're like, Oh, Oh no. Like how is the, you know, whatever. Anyway. And then like, I was like, oh, yep, that's that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. <sighs> it's just not good. It's just really <laughs> not good. I I wanted to bring it up because I do like these movies a lot. Like even the really bad ones, like uh, like I think probably five is the worst. Like five is really fucking bad. Uh, even five I kind of like, but this is just like it doesn't. I don't know. It's bleh. Bleh. But yeah. Anyway. All right. Now saw. I won't. Or spiral. Yeah, don't. Please don't. <laughs> um, Austin. Yeah. Tell me about Happy Town Murders. Well, uh, me and Madison started doing this thing uh, at least once a week where we just watch a random comedy movie, even if they look uh, atrocious. Uh, like for example, we watched Disaster Movie the other night. That's a bad fucking movie. Yeah, I could. Holy told you that. shit! The, it, uh, I I know I'm supposed to talk about Happy Town Murders, but I'm gonna say this about fucking Disaster Movie. It looks like they walked in the executive like room of that of whatever film studio made that. They laid a hundred dollars down on the table and they said, "Okay, here's the budget and let's make a movie." And that was the finished result. That was a bad fucking movie. I know it was obviously way higher than that because Kim Kardashian was in it. And that was a hefty fucking paycheck, I'm sure. Um, But Happy Town Murders was actually really fucking funny, uh, which is I was surprised because I don't typically think Melissa McCarthy is all that funny. Uh, I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but like I've only seen a handful of movies with her and they were years ago and I 
at this point couldn't even be bothered to remember all of their fucking names. Um, I specifically remember one where she was like a, a spy or like a secret service agent or something along those lines. And I genuinely thought that movie was pretty bad. Uh, I, there was nothing really comical about it to me at all. Um, but no, Happy Town Murders is fucking hilarious. Uh, it's a movie uh, about a town where a bunch of sentient puppets just live with humanity. And it's kind of like a racism situation. Like they're kind of heavily looked down upon. Uh, and uh, basically Melissa McCarthy's character and uh, uh, another puppet who is a detective and happened to be her original partner on the police force uh, have to solve a string of fucking murders. And it's really fucking funny. Uh, there was a scene where her uh, puppet partner uh, began to have puppet sex with another puppet. And when he'd finished, it literally looked like just silly string just shooting out all over the room, <laughs> all over the windows and the ceiling. And then an FBI officer walks in to talk to him and there's silly string just like dripping down on him. And like it's pretty fucking gross visual, but it was pretty fucking funny. And I would highly recommend that movie if you just want something stupid. And it's very vulgar comedy. It's very vulgar, stupid humor. But it, it did its job. And I would definitely watch that movie again. Mm. All right. Was it, um, did it have any of the, uh, the kind of like wit or like charm of like, uh, what's the name? Uh, Team America. Uh, or was it just all like sex gags and shit like that? Um, it was mostly like sex gags and racism gags. Oh, well, fair enough. It, it was almost like the pretty much like the 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 puppet population was like the stand-in like for racism. Like they they had ghettos that were like only puppets. Um. And like all the homeless people were pretty much puppets. Like it, it just, they were definitely like most of the jokes were just ripping on the fact that the puppets were like the lower, like the bottom of bottom lower class of that society. Okay. Which in itself, I mean, it was still funny. I wonder what age I'll have to be to actually enjoy watching stuff. <laughs> I can't answer that for you, Dylan. I know, because yeah. I'm at a crossroads. I'm between you and Josh's age, so I don't know. I don't know. I just need something in my life to encourage me to actually be able to sit down and take interest in finishing a series or a movie. I just can't do it. It's like I sit down and I watch 30 minutes of the movie, and I was like, all right, that was nice. And then I go back to other shit. Well, there's a lot of stuff that like Madison likes to watch that I don't like to watch because I feel like I'm too stupid to understand it. That's <clears> fine, but everything I watch, I choose myself, so I think I'm too stupid to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, but yeah, so what I've been doing is nothing because today starts my period of doing nothing for five days. I took five days off <clears throat> just to kind of chill, do my own thing, and it's... uh. It's been nice today. Played some Assassin's Creed, just kind of dive back into that a little bit, and then not really planning on doing anything aside from playing some <laughs> games, going to the gym, and sleeping. Oh, hell yeah. Why'd you take five days off just because? Yeah. Um, That's fair. He I needed to recharge. Really 
Yeah, I don't think I've had a true, like, just take five days to do nothing since I've started working there. So, you know. Yeah. I plan on being completely fucked up through the next five days. That's always a plus. I understand that entirely. It's been great so far. (laughs) I have something in my mouth. Oh. I apologize. We'll get it out. I'm current. Are you yeah. going to leave that awkward silence in there before? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Probably. <laughs> and then you get to hear that uh, I have something in my mouth. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm wondering if I can hear like the <laughs> like on your side of it. Like, <laughs> I, so. if I couldn't hear it through Discord, but if I can hear that um, in the podcast, that's going to add some extra ASMR. <laughs> He's really going uh, for the full effect this episode. Yeah. I really am. He's going to start chewing on a banana any second now. Oh, my God. Add some peanut butter to it. Let me get that, you know. <laughs> Christ. I hate it. Right. Think about what you just said. So uh, I had told you guys, or maybe I hadn't told you guys, but I had um, uh, had planned on getting caught up with the Oscar stuff before I finally ended up watching the Oscars or at least like looking at the winners and shit like that. Well, I, uh, ended up just fucking not doing that because there was just so much time had already passed and I had still not been able to catch up on things. So I looked it up and I found out that the winner was Nomadland. Well, on my flight down to Miami, it was available on the plane, and so I watched it. Um, so, Nomadland won Best Picture. It came out in uh, late last year. Um, it was based on a book about these people who just kind of, like, live in vans and kind of, like, work around, um, like... In, in this movie, it's, like, the kind of, like, Nevada area. Like, it's, like, yeah. like southwest <clears throat> sort of thing. And uh, so I don't understand why this won Best Picture. Um, I think that this movie is good. Uh, I think that... Uh, the direction is pretty good. I think Francis McDormand gives a really fucking wonderful performance. Um, but I kind of just don't understand what is so excellent about this movie, if that makes sense. Um, so it's directed by Chloe. I, I hope I'm not fucking butchering this. Chloe Zhao. Uh, who is actually the director on the upcoming, um, what's the, the Marvel movie, uh, the, oh my fucking Christ. Um, the, the Invincibles, that's not right. That's a, oh my God, the Eternals. Okay. (laughs) The Eternals. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Shit. (laughs) I couldn't fucking think of it. Um, but anyway, uh, so it's directed by her and I was not familiar with anything that she had done. Um, but she worked on a movie called songs. My brother taught me, which I had heard about. And, uh, one, if it didn't win, it earned a nomination for 
an independent spirit award. I'm, I'm not really re- remembering. Um, but, uh, you know, she's one of these up and coming directors that, you know, makes these little movies and then is brought onto these big projects like, you know, Eternals and whatever. And so I think the direction on this is very good. And I think the problem I'm seeing is I don't really know kind of what the movie is about. Like, I, I think I know what the movie is, is about. I really think that it is about moving on. And I, I think that the movie really kind of like hammers that home in its last like 10 minutes. But for the most part, it's just kind of like a, it, it follows, uh, her name is, uh, Vern, I think. Uh, yeah, Fern. Uh, and it kind of follows her around as she's doing, you know, these things. And like, again, Francis McDormand does a really good job. Like she's great in this, but I, I just kind of don't know what's going on with this. The cinematography is beautiful. The, the story is kind of non-existent, but I, I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't. I don't quite understand. It's it's good, um, uh, but I don't I don't understand what made this better than, say, Promising Young Woman or uh, even the next movie that I'm going to talk about, um, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. I, like I don't think Nomadland was better than that, and I don't really think that The Trial of the Chicago Seven is really anything to write home about either. Um, I I feel like this is becoming more about the Oscars and less about like the movie itself. So I'm going to stop myself. It's good. You should probably go watch it. Word. Um, but Austin, what is working until I die? I mean, I assume that means that you are working until you die. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I just know that I'm working the next three weeks straight. And I'm not going to have a lot of time for anything. And I want to kill myself thinking about that. Because it just <laughs> sounds... It just sounds awful. Uh, currently job hunting. I've applied to like seven different places. Nowhere's called me back yet. But I swear to God, the minute one place calls me back and says, Hey, when can you start? I'm quitting on the spot. I don't care if I'm at work. I don't care if I'm at home. If I'm at home, I'll text my supervisor, say, Hey... Uh, not coming in tomorrow or ever again. You can clean out my locker, throw away whatever's in there. I don't fucking care. I'm not coming back. And if I'm at work, I'm just going to walk in the office, hand them my shit and say, all right, later. And then just leave and not come back. Because that's a, a bridge that I don't care if it gets burned. I will pour gasoline on that bridge to make sure it burns faster. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I hate my. that fucking place. And I hate <laughs> everybody that works there. Well. Including myself. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, on a serious um, note, I'm I'm just I'm I'm just working a lot. Madison's birthday is coming up, and so I'm trying to uh, trying to do something. I know we're having a party for. Her. I'm trying to do something like super special for her for her birthday. I just don't know what I'm going to do yet. I just know that I'm working a lot, so I can have a lot of money to do whatever comes to my brain. Yeah, fair enough. 
Might take like a little weekend vacation or something. That sounds fun. Yeah, that that is fun. Those I might, are, those I are might go to Nashville again, honestly. Mm. It's been a while since I've been to Nashville. Last time I went to Nashville, I went with a group of friends, including Madison. And uh, I was the only one of age to do anything. So everyone else was like 20. So there really wasn't a... In, in Nashville everything's either a music venue or a bar so there really wasn't anything fun that we could really all go into so mm. oh, maybe I'll do that again yeah alright um, alright let's talk about my last movie real quick no uh, <clears throat> yes um, so I watched Trial of Chicago 7 all right, so are you guys familiar, not with the movie, but are you familiar with the uh, the actual, like, events that this movie is based on? No. Okay. So, basically, uh, <clears throat> there was, in 1968, uh, the Democratic National Convention was up, and uh, there were um, some protests, and it actually ended up being a or it actually ended up in a riot uh near the um i think it was like near the tail end of the convention that week or weekend or whatever and um there were these it was kind of laid on these seven specific people and they went into trial and it was kind of on like bogus ass charges and like the FBI actually had said that um, <clears throat> these people didn't actually start the riot. It was actually police that had started the riot. Um, so uh, it was originally ran around Hollywood um, in like the 2000s. Steven Spielberg actually wanted to direct it and he had, went to Aaron Sorkin about it and Aaron Sorkin wrote the screenplay. And then in, I I don't remember what it was, but something caused Spielberg to have to back out. And then it kind of got pushed to Paul Greengrass, who, uh, if you guys are familiar with him, he was the guy who directed the Jason Bourne movies, I believe. Um, at least the first one for sure. Anyway, and uh, they could not get um, could not get uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Um, they couldn't come together on a budget, so uh, he ended up leaving the party, and then finally <clears throat> it ends up in Sorkin's lap, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna go ahead and make this my directorial debut." <clears throat> so. Um, or no, that's not true. He actually made Molly's game before this, but regardless, anyway, so this movie is totally and utterly fine. Um, it kind of, to me, echoes a lot of what was going on with, uh, or not necessarily what was going on, but like kind of echoes a lot of. Uh, a few good men. Like it's a very well-written courtroom drama and there's a lot of really fucking <coughs> cool, like 
courtroom scenes are not even necessarily cool, but like really good courtroom scenes. <clears throat> and there's actually some stuff in here that I really enjoy. Like there are pieces like at the beginning of the movie, it kind of tells you like it gives you little snippets of each of the main seven characters or whatever um, before the riot start. And then it cuts to during the sort of opening credits, like this archival footage, like of the news and stuff like that. And so I don't, again, understand what makes this movie very special. I think it's really well written. And I think that uh, a lot of the cast is really good. Like, I think, I think that, um, uh, God, I, I feel like I'm going to fucking butcher this to Yaya Abdul Mateen. Uh, God, I really hope I didn't fuck that up. Um, so he is, he was in Aquaman. Uh, he was Black Manta. Um, but he was also in, uh, an episode of Black Mirror in this last season, the, uh, season five or whatever. And he's very good in it. And he steals every single scene that he is in. <clears throat> I also think that, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is really good in this. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I kind of don't, this so all right well hmm. i'm gonna get on my soapbox for like half a second i genuinely sometimes don't understand what the fuck is going on with the academy right i i just i don't understand what leads them to make the choices that they that they make this movie is perfectly fine it is Nothing spectacular, though. It doesn't like there's nothing about this movie that says to me, this is one of the best movies of the year. When you put it up against the likes of, I mean, I'm looking at the best picture right now. You had Nomad, Nomad Land, which, whatever. Uh, the Father, which I have not seen, but that's one of the, one of those movies that I feel like this is the sort of movie that is, bevied by one incredibly exceptional performance in Anthony Hopkins and, and the whole rest of the movie is whatever. Judas and the black Messiah. Again, I have not seen yet, uh, but I've heard it's excellent. Mank. I have seen Mank is real good. It's very good. In fact, uh, Minari is also exceptional, like a really good fucking movie. Promising young woman, excellent movie. My still my favorite movie of last year. Uh, and then you, the sound of metal, which I have not seen, but I have heard really fucking great things about. So I look at these movies and I'm like, you nominated nine and one, two, uh, three of the nine look to me like they don't deserve to be there at all. And like, this is something that happens all the, all the fucking time. Like every single motherfucking time. When I look at 
the 2019, uh, well, I guess it would have been 2020 Oscars, but the ones for 2019, those are actual good movies across the board. And some of my favorite movies <clears throat> of, of 2019, right? Like Parasite, uh, Jojo Rabbit, uh, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like those are all excellent, excellent movies, like very, very good movies. <clears throat> but you look at like the 2018 Oscars and like, I'm sorry, I don't see what makes a lot of these fucking movies like so fucking good that Bohemian Rhapsody was fucking nominated for Best Picture. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Are you like that movie has some of the worst editing I have ever seen in my life and it's nominated for Best Picture? Like, come on, man. Like, <sighs> I feel like the Oscars really fuck me over year after year and have not been like good and relevant in probably 15 plus years. And that is sad to me because when I started watching movies and figuring out what quote unquote good movies were, they were nominating shit like the departed and no country for old men and there will be blood and fucking like the diving bell or the, the diving bell and the butterfly, I think is the name of that. Anyway, the, the point is, is like, I, I watched the trial of Chicago seven and I was sitting there and I was like, Oh yeah, this is fine. Like, this is a, this is a good movie. Like this is perfectly and utterly. Okay. I will probably never watch this again. And that's fine. I enjoyed what time I spent with it, but it is wholly unremarkable (laughs) and it's nominated for best fucking picture. Like, I don't know. I don't understand. But I'm going to go ahead and carry my anger over to E3. What a transition. I feel like you're a really passionate lover. (laughs) Oh. I really try. Um, Yeah. I mean, you're just passionate. I don't know. I don't have that much passion about fucking anything in this world. Oh, oh my. Wow. Well, I mean, but hey, I mean, listen to how he see, speaks about movies and film and award shows and shit like that. I don't have that devotion to anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he said, not you, even I mean, you, like the, you do like The Witcher a lot, though, right? I mean. I was going to say, if you truly want something close, listen to last week's podcast. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. There we go. That is true. I think you were more passionate about it that episode than I was. I think I'm just uh, a passionate. It's just my life. I mean, you are a passionate person, Josh. Yeah. Uh, I'm very fiery. That is true. You do. Like a Kindle. Yes. All right. Um, well, what are you sucking on? <laughs> Some food, buddy boy. Like just food. It sounds like you're swishing something around in your mouth. <laughs> I don't like it. Make it. Stop. <laughs> All right. So um, he's just gonna move on. Like none of that was even said. It was fucking crazy bad week for me in terms of like work and shit. So I didn't get to write up an. Uh, intro into this topic like I normally would. Or another so, intro. 
Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna go in raw. We're just winging. So, it. That's my favorite way to go. That's why I have two kids. <laughs> That's why you have two kids. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll let's go ahead and get the the discussion started. Big picture, right? Yeah. How did I, I'll, I'll go with? We'll start with Dylan. Dylan hasn't talked a whole right. lot. Big picture. How do you feel about E three this year? <clears throat> uh, really didn't watch a lot of it because every. Everything that I saw just sucked. So <laughs> I would be at work and I'd be watching the live updates and I would feel no desire to go back and watch them at the end of the night. I don't know. I think uh, Sony not being there really sucked. But I get it. You know, they got state of play or whatever, so understandable. Uh, but I think maybe three to five games I'm excited for, and that's pushing it. Um, it's just like, okay... Some stuff was said, but, you know, nothing really dramatic happened outside of, I guess, Breath of the Wild 2. That one was probably the biggest one. The one that I'm most excited for uh, is uh, Horizon 5. So that was cool, but overall, everything else seemed kind of disappointing. I think the Halo multiplayer is kind of cool. I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about that because that one was uh, mm-hmm. volatile. I don't know if either of you watched it or not. Yeah, the um, <clears throat> that one was the Xbox showcase yeah. that they did today, right? No, or just like the overview of the multiplayer. I was wondering if you'd seen that. That was Sunday. Their show, their their second showcase is tomorrow. Okay, I don't remember them talking about the uh, the multiplayer. Yeah, in... they did. Really. Yeah, they did like a like a three minute long, pretty much just like multiplayer trailer. Interesting. I don't remember that. There's some all. cool fucking shots in there that I know that no normal player will ever fucking be able to do. But it, it was pretty fucking rad. Okay. Pretty I mean, rad. I I might have to yeah, take a look at the uh, the cool. Xbox or the the Halo stuff while you pontificate on this, Austin. Because I don't, I genuinely don't remember yep. the multiplayer at all. I remember them like showing it, but like, I don't know. Well, so I'm kind of in the same boat as Dylan. There wasn't a whole lot this year that I was just like overly excited for. However, coming from a guy who is so much of a Nintendo fanboy that has their has their penis so far in the back of his throat feels <laughs> like they can do no wrong. Um, I would normally say Nintendo One E3 because I say that every year, whether they actually did or not. But this year, I honestly think Xbox took that shit. I think Xbox had the best of anything that was fucking shown. Um, they kind of like what Dylan said. There's a handful of games that I'm genuinely excited for. Uh, I think Guardians, uh, that Guardians game from Square Enix, looks really fucking good, and that's going to be a day one pickup for me. Um, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five looked fucking rad, although uh, this is going to piss someone off in the Discord. I'm sure. <laughs> um, as as good as I think that game genuinely looks, it felt very like. Bleh. It felt very bland to me. Um, I'm still going to pick it up day one and play it because it's Atlas, but I, I'm... Uh, eh, eh. 
It looks good. I'm excited for it, but I'm not as excited as I wanted to be for it, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I feel like most of my disappointment with E3 this year was mostly just on me having too high of expectations. Because, you know, like we didn't have E3 last year because of the pandemic. Like I really wanted to see some of these companies come in just balls to the fucking wall with with triple-A big-budget game after triple-A big-budget game. And it just blow everyone's fucking brains out. But that that just, to me, that just didn't happen. It just wasn't there. I think Xbox is it did great. I think that uh, after watching this year's E3, if you don't have a Game Pass subscription, I genuinely don't know what the fuck you're doing. Um, because goddamn, they were making that game that ten dollars a month fucking worth it. Um, but it, everything else, not not so much. I was really hoping on Nintendo. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors the last couple of weeks that Atlas has like big persona plans in the works and everybody kind of feels like that that's going to be with Nintendo, uh, porting games over to the switch. Nothing was said about that. Um, a game that I've been, I feel like I've been waiting on for like four fucking years now, uh, was Digimon survive. And I surely thought Bandai would have had something to say during their presentation. And they did not even like, they didn't even mention it. Nothing, there has been no new information about that game since it got delayed last year, at like halfway through last year. So I feel like me being disappointed was, was more me than any of these companies involved, but I, I still can't help but feel like I really didn't give a fuck about this year as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I so I think I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Um I feel like this E3 was rather meh. Um, yeah. Like there was a lot of cool stuff that happened, but it wasn't like one of those things that like my overall feelings on it were like, oh my God, I'm so pumped. And I think, I think that the reason for that is a lot of this stuff is, is next year or, or later. Yeah. And, um, so I think that what you said was right is that Xbox kind of had the best conference this week. Uh, I mean, it, it's either them or like Devolver because like Devolver is always showing like awesome little indie things off. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Um, uh, well, they they had some really cool stuff or oh, looking stuff like uh, Inscription looked really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, Death's door, I thought, actually looked really cute. Um, they they had some stuff over there, but uh, E3 is one of those weird things that, like, I have been, I, I don't want to say hyped, but like, I've kind of been hyped for everyone that I've been involved in and in like a sort of like fan capacity, but it has started to feel like I hate, <laughs> I hate to, I hate to be this way, but I kind of feel like E3 is kind of like becoming the Oscars for me where it's like, I kind of just don't get it. Like, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand like why people are getting hyped for this shit. And like, because half the time I feel like there's nothing really of note shown here that we either don't already know about because everyone and their fucking mother has their own press conference now or 
because it's stuff that we've been seeing over and over and over again. Like, do you guys remember when they fucking uh, originally announced the PS4 Spider-Man and then we saw it over and over and over for the next like two fucking years? Like, I feel like that's what is happening all the time in the games industry. And that's why E3 kind of felt like whatever, if that makes sense. Like if this was the first time we were seeing Halo Infinite, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm looking at it right now. You're right. That multiplayer looks fucking rad. Yeah. Um, but like if we yeah. were, if we were look, looking at this Halo thing for the very first time, like it would be like, Oh, Oh, holy fuck. Like yeah. this is going to be awesome. And it's coming out in, you know, this fall, like, Oh, holy shit. That sort of thing. But it's no. not. We've seen <laughs> we saw it this last year. We, yeah, we saw it last year. We uh, and we've known about this Halo stuff for a very fucking long time. So it, it wasn't like yeah. The want, stuff. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to say they announced Infinite at E3 in 2019. Yeah, I mean probably. I, I I'm not entirely sure, but like. I, all I know is like the, the stuff that I am really fucking excited about that came from this. I had no fucking clue was coming yeah. like the let's see. I'm looking through a list of like kind of big announcements. The the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, whoa, holy shit. Like, yeah, same. That's fucking cool. I didn't know that that was happening at all. Like the, the last thing I had heard from Idos Montreal was when they released the, uh, the Deus Ex game, which was like two or three years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I fucking was like super stoked. And then the, uh, the Mario Rabbids was pretty fucking cool because th- that first game apparently is really awesome. And the trailer for this was really fucking cool. Uh, Forza Horizon five. I actually didn't think was, or didn't know was coming. Uh, I had assumed that there was going to be a Forza this year, but I had thought it was going to be motorsports because I thought that they were like uh, just kind of retooling both series. But I fucking love Forza Horizon, and I had no clue that this was coming. Uh, the the Redfall trailer, the fucking Plague Tale Requiem, uh, Somerville, like these were games that I was like, holy shit, I didn't know anything about these and they're all coming soon. Like, mm-hmm. I'm fucking soaked for this. But the rest of the stuff was kind of like, like, dude, Starfield. Yeah. We have known about Starfield for two years now at this point, and we're, we're getting a date, and it's fucking next year? 11-11 next year? Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. But anyway, that, I, I feel like I'm fucking just going on and on. Um... With that said, uh, I mean, we've already, I think me and Austin both kind of talked about our favorite showcase. It was Xbox, right? I mean. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, hang on. Another box moment real quick because I fucking remembered this. Sony, or not Sony, Square, how fucking dare you? <laughs> how fucking dare you? These motherfuckers come on. Well, they didn't come on stage, but they have their little presentation. They were like. Final Fantasy one through six coming, uh, you know, soon or whatever. And then it s- pops up and says, 
Steam and mobile only. Fuck you. Give me those games on PlayStation, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a strange choice to me. I don't I don't understand the logic or reasoning behind that. Even even put them on Switch, dude. Put them on something. Like I don't like they no offense to PC, but Switch. Yeah, they totally fucking would. And no offense to, to PC or mobile, but like I don't want to fucking play Final Fantasy on PC or mobile. I don't want to fucking do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking do that. I want to play it on a PlayStation where I can get trophies or on a Switch where I can take it on the go with me, but on a, with with like an actual controller attached to that thing. You know what I mean? Like Oh, for sure. <sighs> fuck you, Square, you sons of bitch. Yeah, that was that I don't I just don't I don't understand it. Like I I genuinely don't understand the 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 logic or reasoning behind i understand pc fine sure sure, whatever but mobile over consoles really for like one of square enix's best-selling franchises mobile i don't that's so weird to me I, i don't i can't get behind that yeah i don't i don't fucking know man but I mean, I guess uh, that, I, I guess that's cool for like, you know, the 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 forty year old fucking nerds who, for some reason, don't own a console and played those games as a child. I, I, that's neat, I guess, but that's not the entirety of your demographic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> um, the. We were talking about favorite showcase. Mine was Xbox, I think. Uh, yours was probably Xbox, right? Yeah, for uh, sure. Austin. Dylan, what what about you? What, I mean, it was Xbox caused nothing. I mean, they just showed everything that I cared about this year. Nintendo didn't really... Like I said, there was a couple of things that I was excited for, but they really didn't show me anything that I cared about, whereas mm-hmm. Xbox, it was like, okay, we got Horizon 5. Redfall looked really cool. I can't tell you how excited I am about Forza Horizon 5. Dude, yeah. Um, so, and I, okay, so uh, the Halo shit was really cool too, but um, Forza Horizon 5 just looks so much fun and it's going to Mexico, so that's going to be really cool. Mm. And they showed off a lot of awesome shit inside the trailer. Like, there's one point where I swear I think a sandstorm is coming or something like that, so it's going to see be really cool to see how that kind of stuff plays out, but... I don't know. Microsoft just brought their A game. I wish Sony would have been here this year, but but I don't know. I I, I just want to see what's in the future for them because I'm still on the you know the teetering edge. Do I get a PS5 or not? Because mm-hmm. right now I really just want Demon Souls. I mean, you guys know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just wish I could have seen some stuff for them. But I guess the state of play will be soon. I don't know. Um, but Xbox, they killed it. You guys said it. You you know. You talked about everything, but for me, the biggest takeaway from it was the Halo multiplayer and then Forza Horizon 5. That's something near and dear to my heart. For yeah. Sure. I, so with, with that said, the one thing that, I, I mean, I'll, we, it's easy to transition to this. I, I don't know if this would actually count as like my favorite announcement, but I think that Xbox saying that Bethesda games like going forward are going to be exclusive was a huge fucking deal. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like, I, and it may not have been my favorite announcement, like in terms of like a game or something like that, but like, <laughs> I, all of the, all, 
uh, uh. Dude, I've been kind of like fighting this since, uh, what, June or July of last year when everyone was like shitting on Xbox when it was announced. <laughs> and like, well, what games are you going to have for it? There aren't any exclusive or whatever. <clears throat> so apparently there was a rumor going around earlier today that uh, they're trying to find a way to bring Demon Souls to the PS4, the, the, the Demon Souls remake, which would make Ratchet and Clank the only exclusive on PS5. The only exclusive. <laughs> and now Xbox comes out and is showing this shit where they're like, uh, yeah, so we, you know, we've got the normal Halo, Forza, whatever. But then they were showing like shit like Redfall and they were showing shit like uh, Outer Worlds 2. Outer Worlds 2 or S- Starfield being, you know, the fucking uh, one of the Bethesda titles that's coming directly to Xbox and nothing else. Like the entire fact that fucking Xbox was like, yeah, we got exclusives. Yep. Like just fucking like killed it for me, man. I, I loved that shit. Oh, it, it's, it's funny too. Cause all the, uh, it's so funny to me that after, after, uh, Xbox's presentation, um, all the Sony fanboys just all of a sudden hate elder scrolls and fallout and, they just all of a sudden they're shit fucking games all because any games moving forward are going to be Xbox exclusives and they fucking know that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just think that's just fucking hilarious. Uh, I love that. X, I love, I love, I don't even own an Xbox right now. Um, I'm going to try to get one before Halo comes out because something about playing Halo on PC just feels wrong and gross. Um, so I'm going to try to buy one before Halo comes out, but I I love that Xbox is doing that. I think that that was a fantastic move on their part. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yay, Game Pass. Literally, dude. I saw an article actually earlier today that said something about, like, the biggest winner of E3 was Xbox Game Pass. And I was like, yep, fucking nailed it. They, uh, I mean, all Xbox's presentation really was at the end of the day was just fucking 30 plus reasons why you should why you should own game pass yeah and that's not even counting the shit that's already on there that's really cool yeah. like so people uh, uh, <laughs> i i've soapboxed too much this episode i'm, I'm not going oh i've got a few <laughs> i've got a few i i just i don't understand like people are like oh well it's just gonna be an exclusive thing for game pass i'm like no, play it now. Play it now. They're fucking yeah. like really great indie games on there, mm-hmm. like fucking Donut County or fucking um, Spirit Fair or uh, what's another one I played on there? Um, what, what was that black and white game that uh, Genesis Noir? Like they're like fucking really great indie games on Game Pass right now, and they're bolstering it with fucking other shit, other big AAA shit, like. What is I don't understand what the the whole aversion to this is. Yeah, exactly. Like for sure. (sighs) Game Pass Game Pass is also really interesting from from a collector's perspective, Um, because like you you guys know, I'm in like a bunch of like Facebook groups for selling and reselling pretty much fucking anything that I do. Um, And in a lot of like the Nintendo Switch specific groups everybody in those fucking groups they use game pass 
They use Game Pass to see if these indie games that companies like Limited Run and Super Rare pick up to make physicals of to see if they're if they feel like they're worth buying and adding a physical copy to their collection. They use Game Pass solely fucking for that. Mm-hmm. Game Pass is just so much of a fucking value that I you're genuinely gaming wrong if you don't own it at this point. Yeah, I I, I think I agree with that. Um. Well, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was like what I would consider my favorite announcement, maybe. But uh, like, if we're going game wise, the favorite thing that they announced it was I, I really am fucking stoked for Forza Horizon Five. Like, I'm really fucking stoked for that shit. But um. What what about you, uh, Austin? Um, fuck, dude. Honestly, I I think my favorite game announcement altogether. Um, I, going into it, I was super hyped to see more of uh, Shin Megami Five because I knew we were going to. I was mm-hmm. super fucking hyped for it. I'm I'm still excited for that game. I'm not any less excited than I was going into E3, but like I already said, it it the game looks very just bleh to me. Um, it still looks fun, but it also still kind of looks like every other Shin Megami Tensei game. Uh, they all kind of look the same at this point. But uh, honestly, fucking Halo, dude. That that multiplayer trailer, even if I don't play the campaign, that Halo, Halo Infinite multiplayer looks absolutely fucking fantastic. Um, it looks so much fucking fun. I have my issues with it solely because I can see the grapple hook being ridiculously fucking busted. Um, like in the multiplayer trailer, it, it, it showed it showed the player using the grapple hook to pick up a weapon off of a dead off of a dead player that hadn't even hit the fucking ground yet. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. That is fucking insane. Um, and and later on in the trailer, it shows the player throwing a grenade launcher exploding a fucking energy sword spawn and that motherfucker using a grapple hook to catch it in midair. That shit. There's also a point where he like grapple hooks a fucking fusion core to him and throws the fusion. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like the grapple hook is going to be ridiculously busted. However, I fucking love that they remade that they did a kind of remodel of the, uh, uh, the Hayabusa armor from Halo three. Because that's what that was, and it looked fucking awesome. The armor just looks great in general. Like going back, oh, the kind of reach aesthetic was a good call. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm super hyped for that. I think the closest thing that I would probably be hyped for was either Guardians looked really cool. Um, I think as as much as I have shit on that game last year, I have made my apologies in Discord. I, I think the battle for Wakanda expansion for Avengers looked really good. Uh, yeah, I, I thought you were going to say Hades for a second. I don't know why, but I was like, "Oh no!" I, and I, oh, I mean that on. is cool. It's coming to those consoles. Yeah, I was going to say real quick. That's another thing that was fucking awesome. Hades coming to Xbox on Game Pass. Like it's also getting a physical release on those consoles too. Hmm. Which is really fucking cool. But yeah. Probably Halo. I'm pretty stoked for that. I mean, it, I, that trailer impressed me enough to actually make me want to go buy an Xbox, so I'm probably going to do that. Hmm? I mean, my I, it's it's Forza 5 for mine, or Horizon 5 for mine, but multiplayer in Halo just looks so great. Um, I like the emphasis that I was seeing when they were breaking down the multiplayer videos 
um, essentially they were like, you know, armor abilities do come back and there's a huge focus on them now because we were deciding something. I think I, I heard him say, essentially, we want to make you choose whether you go for the power weapon or do you go for the grappling hook that you can swing all the way across the map and fling yourself to land on a flag and back cap it like you know that's a power ability in itself too so they're they're really trying to balance it and i think that's super cool um to see everything they've learned so far and it just looks great overall but <clears throat> if i had to put it down to one game it was forza horizon 5 it looks absolutely beautiful i can't wait to see the mexico aesthetic after coming from uh like a more of like an english culture so this one's going to be really cool out in the desert sandstorms weather effects being completely different um i'm excited i don't know and then i know this is like what we're most excited for but even the possibility of what redfall offers looks really cool like a open world vampire shooter type of deal it it Mm -hmm. gives me borderlands vibes um but but not i don't know it's it, it looks really unique. I, I wasn't just like swept away with, with the trailer, but I was really interested with the concept. So I'm like, but Forza Horizon 5, definitely number one. And then multiplayer and Redfall, like honorable mentions for Halo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, huh? yeah, go ahead. Before we move on. Are we going to have a spot where we just royally shit on something from E3? Well, that, I mean, that's where I was headed. Well, okay. that's not necessarily where I was headed next, but that is one of the things that I wanted to get to next. Okay. All right. Um, I I wanted to beg or ask the question. I I mean, I'm going to ask it even though I think we, I think we are all going to agree on this, but um, who do you guys think – "Quote unquote one E three Xbox, yeah, uh, Sony, <laughs> yeah, by not being there, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got the pleasure of not being included. You're right, you're right, yeah, but uh, no Xbox, yeah, yeah, we're all For so. Sure. Uh, I mean, with that said, hey, hey, go ahead, shit on Nintendo, Austin, because I'm sure that that's where you were headed. I do. I I have two very big things that I want to shit on Nintendo for. The first one being E3, it was a fantastic opportunity for them to talk about anything relating to Animal Crossing. Literally anything. Um, You know, this is a game that they promised, like, huge seasonal events that it seems like everybody just fucking hates at this point. Um, (laughs) I know Madison does. Madison thinks that all of them have just been pretty fucking bad. Um, But, like, yeah, like, nothing. Nothing. No, no mention. No, no. Hey, here's a cool event coming for for Animal Crossing. Uh, like, like that was your highest selling game last year, and you just left that out. Like, like is this is that one of the games that is that going to be the kind of game where a studio like hypes it up and then they kind of focus around it for an extended period of time and then just forget about it and never do anything else with it and then the player base just dies. It's kind of what it sounds like. Um, but my second biggest thing, and uh, the memes for that, by the way, have been fucking incredible. Uh, but the the second major thing that I'm mad about is I feel like Zelda fans got royally fucked over. Um, I think that 
if you like the game and watch little collectible thing, that's fine. That's cool. Happy you got that. That's neat. Um, but I don't think that's what any Zelda fan wanted for a 35th anniversary celebration. I, I don't think anybody fucking wanted that at all. Uh, you know, Mario last year got the 3D All-Stars collection, and it got a ridiculous amount of other shit. And I get it. You know, Mario's kind of the face of Nintendo. They're they're going to do more, but I, I feel like they just... They were like, oh... Hey, it's Zelda's 35th anniversary. Here's a collectible that nobody is going to care about after six months. And that's it. Like, no, nothing. Every other Zelda game, like, like I, I think I said it in the Discord, between the Wii U and the 3DS, you could play every single fucking Zelda game that existed up until that point. Well, mm-hmm. shit. It, I mean, even in fucking including Breath of the Wild. Um, and then you get to the Switch, and it's like... Breath of the Wild, Link's Awakening, two Dynasty Warrior-style spinoffs that most Zelda fans don't genuinely give a shit about. And, and that's it. And then you got Breath of the Wild 2 that is possibly coming in 2021 or 2022. They didn't even give a definite that it was coming in 2022. They said shooting for 2022, which isn't very re- reassuring of anything. And I, I just, I feel like, I feel like Zelda got the shitty end of the stick for its 35th anniversary. I feel like they could have done more, but they just didn't. I, I mean, how hard would it have been for you guys to drop Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on the eShop? Like, even if that's all you did, $9.99, drop them on the eShop for a limited time. I mean, they, they would, they would make a ridiculous amount of money within 10 minutes of that shit being live. And... I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Zelda's 35th anniversary was a wasted opportunity. Yeah, we're getting Skyward Sword, but even then, it's fucking Skyward Sword. I, I don't know anybody that played that game that has that talks very highly of it. Hmm. Um, I I, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say it's bad because I have never touched it. Uh, this is going to be my first opportunity to touch it. Um, but I don't know. I I just feel like Nintendo really dropped the fucking ball regarding Zelda. Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> disagree with you all that much. Uh, I I think my biggest, my absolute biggest disappointment was that fucking Square Enix, like not yeah. putting the Final Fantasies on everything. But like that was just one announcement, and I thought that the Square conference overall was pretty solid, like pretty okay. Nintendo was the one that I was like, huh. So that's what you got. And I don't know, like it. Advance Wars, I think, was kind of cool. I mean, I know that that series has like a huge like cult following, so like that's pretty neat, but not for sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, um, Dylan. What do you think about who I am most disappointed in? Yeah, or or was it for you just the entire conference? Or well, the entire. I well, I mean, yeah, I mean, g- generally okay. speaking, yeah, the entire E3 was just one of the biggest letdowns ever. Yeah, I'm happy with what I saw from Xbox, but it was one of the most lackluster E3s I've ever seen. But that said, if I'm narrowing it down, I was really disappointed with Nintendo. Um, I really wanted more for them, man, and I know you know it's becoming halfway a meme at this point to talk about it, but. I do love Pokemon, if you guys didn't know that. And I understand that 
we've had some news in recent times about the two remake the Sinnoh remakes coming out, and that's fine. I still would kind of like to see more of what they have to offer. I think we're deserving of that. But more so, this would have been a fantastic time for them to show off a little more of Legends Arceus just so we can get Mm -hmm. a snippet of what to expect and where the development cycle is for that. Because when we saw footage of it, you know, a while ago, it looked fine as a core concept. But if that's going to be representation of the finished product, then we're in trouble because it looks completely unpolished. It looks like the wild area did in Sword and Shield, and that's not good. We are owed something better. I mean, yeah, it's it's almost laughable. So we really were deserving of something more than that. And again, I'll echo the, you know, this is Zelda's anniversary with this is Pokemon's anniversary, too. This is 25 years deep. And I think we're deserving of something a little more for E3. Like, you know, bring your A game. And then on top of all that, we this is something that I, I didn't really anticipate coming, but I was a little disappointed that we didn't really get any news on what they're doing next in terms of a Switch Pro or whatever you want to call it. What what comes after the Switch that we have now? I was I thought really we would finally see something, and I was disappointed, maybe got my hopes up a little bit that we got no news on it whatsoever. Um, well, to I will be fair s- to Nintendo... They did say like two weeks ago that that would absolutely not be happening. And I didn't even see that. So that was my own fault for getting my hopes up. (laughs) But what they did do right was showing Metroid Dread. I thought it was really cool that we're going to have another 2D style Metroid. Mm -hmm. I was never a big fan. I dabbled. But this could be the thing that gets me to actually play it. Um, It looks really, really, really cool. And of course, Breath of the Wild sequel, like that looked beautiful to me. I think the the overall concept is phenomenal. So excited to see what that's like next year. But goddamn, it's next year. <laughs> I don't know what the release date for it's going to be. If it's going to be like Q one summer's holiday, but I'm excited for it, man. It looked great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you fucking disappointed me, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. I disappointed myself though. I genuinely did not see the. There will not be a X announcement, so yeah, yeah, that sucks. I I really thought going into it, I thought so fucking hard that uh, that we were gonna see something with Atlas and Nintendo. I really thought they were gonna do some kind of like big Persona coming to Switch announcement, but you know, considering Joker's been in Smash since 2018, but whatever. What about Batman? Huh? Well, Joker's in there, but is Batman? I hate you. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> can uh, can Batman eat pussy? Apparently oh, not. <laughs> I think it's uh, fucking stupid that there could be an animated movie that literally has Harley Quinn with Nightwing tied up in a bedroom insinuating everything you think, but God forbid we show Batman eating some pussy every once in a while. <laughs> like I mean, God. did they watch The Killing Joke? Oh, oh, that's uh, a uh, movie. Um... No, it, it, you brought up a whole other thing that I was mad about that I forgot I was mad about. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck people are upset or why the fuck it's even brought up in the first goddamn place. What Maybe that's why Batman doesn't have uh, uh, intimate companions for very long. He doesn't eat the box. Ooh, maybe. Um, about that Funnelingus game, Brucey. Oh, my. 
Oh, oh my. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I mean, do you guys have any other parting thoughts about this E3? Shit was whack. <laughs> Sucked. Oh. Try again next year. Fair enough. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah, let's move on to what we've been playing. We'll start with you, Austin. Yeah. You've been playing a bunch of fucking Persona shit, so tell oh, me yeah. about... Oh, my God. I'm just now recovering, dude. I had a lungs full of vape when you said that shit, and I died. That try again next year fucking killed me. Uh, tell me about Persona 5 Dancing in the Starlight. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. I, I it's, it's the second game I finished this year. I finished it in less than a day. Um... Uh, not less than a day. It took me two days. Uh, but Saturday, I straight up played that game for six straight hours. I fucking adore dancing in Starlight. It is so good. It's so it's so much better than it has any fucking right being for a simple goddamn rhythm game. But fuck. Uh, the only genuine complaint I have with that game is there's like there's only like 25 tracks and it's mostly comprised of the same five songs just remixed a different way um but it was still fucking neat uh i think all like the the urban street like like dance costumes that that all the characters had looked really fucking good uh except for morgana morgana looked a little fucking goofy uh, but it's kind of hard to make a make a talking anime cat not look fucking goofy in anything so, you know, there, there's a pass on that, I guess. Um, but no, that, that, the game is so much fun. It, uh, there's not really a whole lot to talk about because it is straight up just a rhythm dancing game. Um, but it, it's great. And it's very hard. That shit gets hard fast. Um, the first couple... That's what she said. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> the first three songs I played on normal, and I was like, okay, like, you know, this is moving a little fast for me. It's been a while since I played a rhythm game. And then after the third song, I had to I had to tone the difficulty down to easy because that shit was just moving way too fucking fast for me to comprehend. Um, I think the... It, it doesn't really have a story to it. It tells you the story through what they call social links. And every time you obtain a certain objective, you will unlock a social link with a specific character. And that's kind of how the story progresses. Um, like I know for uh, uh, Haru, for example, to progress the story with her, uh, her first social link, you have to get a brilliant ranking on one song. And that pretty much means like perfect. Like you didn't miss any notes. You did great. Um, and then her second social link will be like three brilliant ratings on three different songs and then five and 10 and 15 and so on and so forth. And it's mostly just shit like that. Um, so it's not like incredibly challenging, but like the brilliant, the honestly horrors gets really fucking frustrating after a while. I haven't, she, she, I think she's the only character that I haven't finished a social link, uh, her social links on. But that that game is fucking incredible. If you're a fan of Persona, it is on sale right now for like $7. That is a perfect fucking time waster for $7. Um, they also had the bundle where I think for $15, it was Persona. It was the dancing spinoffs for 3, 4, and 5. So that's the bundle that I got. So I'll probably be diving into the dancing spinoff for 4 next Although I kind of want to feel like I actually need to play for first just so I have a little bit of care about those characters. 
So, I don't know. I might do that. I might go ahead and pick that game up on Steam since it doesn't look like it's coming to Switch any goddamn time soon. So, yeah. It was great. It was a really fun fucking time. It was. It was aggressive. (laughs) Kind of hard right now. I don't know why. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Uh, all right. Well, um, that throw you off. D- yeah. <laughs> uh, Dylan, tell me about hey, whatever P K H G is. All right. I'm glad you asked. So I've been playing Pokemon heart gold. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I knew that's what it was going to be. God fucking. I was waiting. It. I was like, there's no way Josh doesn't realize that. I, God, (laughs) let me tell you, I feel like we don't get a chance to talk about this enough, but this is a great game. All right. This is the most perfect representation of what a Pokemon game should be. I'm joking. I'm not going to, I'm not going to rehash this. We did it last week, but having a lot of fun with it. Uh, Just quick update. I'm almost like finished with the Johto side. We'll keep rocking on that but this is just gonna I, i've given up on my 20 games this year goal right okay i just can't do it I was stupid. <laughs> that's I good myself up for failure. yeah dude i'm not fucking doing it like let's just call that off right now uh but i'm I still gonna, gonna try was it 20 because i straight up thought it was 12 <laughs> no it was 20. 20 yeah and but. you know like this will this will count but like i'm just i can't even fucking beat a game dude i got what yellow and I got Cyberpunk. No, wait. I thought it doesn't count because it had to be something new. Oh, it has to be something. Oh, I didn't. Did I say new games? Yeah, because you when I said or, something about no. Reach, you both shat on me for it because you said no, it had to it be was, something new. What it was is it had to be games that we had never beaten before. Beaten before. That's what it was. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. So I, I know for well, a fact so Cyberpunk doesn't count for you. Nope. <laughs> Valhalla will, which is the next game I'll talk about, but no. Um, pretty sure I, I just can't, there's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll need to do some serious fucking drugs in order to be able to complete 20 games. I need some Adderall or something. You got five dude. days. Get to it, bud. I'm, but that's going to take me that long to beat Valhalla because Christ, but I'll talk about it in a minute. Anyway, heart gold's great. I just wanted to bring it up <laughs> again for another, this is going to be my anime moment i need to bring up pokemon at least once a week if you need a plug let me know i'll I guess. I don't kill know. myself <laughs> oh for pokemon sure yes okay sure can i get some of that uh uh turtwig <laughs> <laughs> that big nug <laughs> oh god you fucking oh, assholes <clears throat> all right <laughs> now josh Austin. is gonna try to reel it in make it more serious no, Austin, I'm going to oh, have okay. you go on about Persona 5 Royal. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Um, fuck, God damn it, this game is long. I don't have enough free time to finish this game, but I am fucking determined that I'm going to finish it. I am 35 hours in, and I have just recruited uh, Makoto and beat Kaneshiro. Uh, side note. Makoto is best Persona 5 girl, and I will die on that fucking hill. But, uh, yeah, Persona 5 is fucking fantastic. I straight, honestly, I think it might be one of my favorite JRPGs ever, because I, even over the last week, I have learned so much more about that game than I ever knew was actually fucking there. And now I kind of feel like I need to start over, because I feel like I wasted a lot of my fucking early time, and now I feel like my stats are fucked up. And it's like, I, like, I was thinking about it at work today. That's how bad it is. 
and I'm like, fuck, like my stats are fucked up. My social, my social fucking ratings with, with some of the side characters are fucked up. I need to just bite the bullet, start the game over. But then I was like, fuck, I'm 30 hours in. I could just wait and do a new game plus. But then I was like, no, if I'm going to finish it, I want to do it right. So I don't know. Maybe next week I'll tell you guys that I started over. Who fucking knows? But <laughs> as of right now, uh, that's where I'm at. And I really fucking love this game. I I haven't beaten it yet. I haven't even come fucking close because it's very fucking long. But I I I haven't gotten enjoyment out of out of a game in a long time as much as I have from Persona Five Royal. And I just love it. It's so cute. All the characters are so cute, and I love it. Yeah, well, fair enough. Um, all right. Um. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Resident Evil Village. I kind of wanted to save this for the last one just because I have a lot to say, but I can uh, like knock out Valhalla right now if you want to. All right. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Shit is so fun and beautiful and I'm playing the shit out of it. And by next week when we do this podcast again, I will have it beaten. Go ahead. Talk about that. Village. All right. Go for it. Are you are you sure? Because that game's long as fuck. <laughs> Josh, don't take away my steam. I was so <laughs> confident in myself. And then every bit of self-doubt just came crashing in on me. It's like, no, I don't know, because I have five days off, and am I going to focus on it? And then I got work again. Am I a good enough person to do it? I don't know. The self-doubt <laughs> is there. I'm going to have it beaten. I'm going to have it beaten. You're going to do it. You're gonna I'm 30 hours into the shit, and I feel like I've not even scratched the surface. Oh, Jesus. I'm gonna pick yeah. it up. I, I want after seeing the the DLC announcement at E3, I thought that looked really cool, and I want to pick it up. But I'm not yeah, they paying added, sixty bucks for it. They at well, it's worth it. They added some new game m- mode essentially yesterday. I believe it's like a new type of river raiding. Yeah, I haven't done it yet, but it was fucking that. free, so that's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's super good, man. I just love exploring. That's my biggest downfall. So if I don't finish this game by next week, that will be why. Um, because I'm just fucking free roaming and exploring the beautiful countryside. But that is my goal. Josh, I have Village purchased. I have not touched it. Uh, interesting. What, what do you have it on? Uh, Steam. Oh, okay. Oh, why? I, I was just wondering. Oh, yeah. I was trying to play 7 again before I did that, and then I got distracted off of 7. Yeah, I so I was going to do the same exact thing, and then I just got bounced from 7 for whatever fucking reason. Like, I've, it probably ended up having to be some, or having to do something with, like, I had something else come up, and I just didn't have the time to dedicate to playing it. Um, it's a dead-ass sequel, right? Yes, yeah. Straight-up sequel to 7. Yeah. Great. So I have to play it. Well, I mean, you don't have to, but I, I would suggest it because it, at the very least, like informs like what's going on here. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to let you talk about Village while I make this really angry phone call. I'll be right back in like five minutes. Oh, cool. All right. All right. So um, where do I even begin? Uh. Okay, so I guess I should preface everything that I'm going to say by saying that, A, I am a very big fan of the Resident Evil series as a whole. Uh, I've played all of them, at least mainline entry games, uh, except for 
actually, I have played a little bit of six. I've not sank a lot of time into it, but I'm I'm pretty sure I've played all of the mainline entry games except for I, I'll go ahead and just say six. Um, but uh, my favorite remain probably the um, Resident Evil Two remake, and then like games from the original trilogy on PS one. Um, I'm actually not that big of a fan of four, which probably strikes some people as very weird considering that four is considered by a lot of people like the best in the series, as well as like an all time excellent, like top tier game. But to me, four felt so off from the games that had come before it that like I don't really know kind of what makes it a resident evil game. If that makes sense. Um, but then five kind of followed in four's footsteps in that it became like the, uh, almost like action horror series. And then the series, like after five, it just kind of became like, I don't want to say bad because they're, those games are not horrible, but they're just, they're different. They're not something that like, I am exceptionally like, yeah, let me fucking play this sort of thing. But then seven came along and I adore seven. I think that I would put seven up there with like two remake and resident evil two and three on the original PlayStation. Uh, like I really think that though that that game is kind of exceptional. Um, and there are people who will tell you, Oh, it's really only good because it showcased VR. I totally disagree. I think seven from start to finish is like a very, very good resident evil game and like a really good game on its own. So, when the reviews and shit like that started coming out for eight saying that it was very action oriented and kind of went back to the style of four, I was, I had some trepidation. Like I was really excited about it because I still loved seven so much, but like I wasn't 100% on board because four is that path or it, it starts where the resident evils kind of diverge from what they were sort of thing. So with all that said, I kind of love resident evil village. I think that it is possibly my game of the year. Um, if it is not my game of the year, it is Hitman three. Uh, so, so far, obviously. Uh, but to, I, could not put this game down and I could not stop thinking about it. Um, so obviously it kind of takes place almost, I, I don't want to say almost immediately, but like it's a couple of months, I think after resident evil seven ends that, uh, that village or eight, whatever you want to call it, um, starts. And so you come in and, 
it, it's basically everything that you've seen in the trailers. You know, Chris comes in and kind of like uh, explodes your sort of like little idyllic life and then shoots the shit out of Mia. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then the next thing you know, you are in the backside of a truck and you're waking up right outside of this village. Um, and then werewolf antics ensue. So the game is a little bit more actiony than I would probably like, but I kind of think that that's okay and kind of what makes it more fun because it doesn't feel quite the way that like five and six did where it was almost like action, action, action all the time, but like goofy, like almost superhero action. It feels more like kind of hearkening back to four, but like, but it feels better. Like it, it, the modern controls make it feel way better than four ever did in my opinion. Um, and so it, from the very beginning is kind of like that. Like you get thrust into the situation and then you're kind of immediately given a gun and then it's just like, okay, here you go. Fight all the werewolves and shit. Um, and then it kind of goes from there. And then it only kind of escalates, uh, which is weird considering that, you know, I, I was like, uh, you know, I kind of don't like the action, but like, the action here it almost feels earned uh, as opposed to whatever um, would have come from the like earlier games. But yeah, so the gameplay is really fucking fun, like really, really top notch. Uh, I think that this game, I, I, I'm pretty sure I said this in the last two episodes that I was on the game really just fucking oozes production value. Like this game is fucking beautiful. I, I mean, I don't know if I've ever played a game with the exception of maybe like the last of us two that, and and maybe ghost of Tsushima, um, that just reeks of like, uh, like just utter like attention to detail, man. Like, like everything about this game is just like, so it, I don't, I don't want to say ornate, but like that, I mean, ornate is definitely the case of like lady, uh, Dimitrescu's castle. Like everything's like fucking gold and like just very Victorian and, and really inspired, like very, very Dracula esque. But like, I, I really feel like the, in, like from the village all the way up to like the different areas surrounding the village are very like just densely packed with shit. Like, and it's almost all interactable. Like, I mean, there, there are moments where it isn't. And I actually kind of found that frustrating, especially when I got up to, the um the house of uh uh house of ben beneviento i think is how you pronounce it but uh in that house like almost none of the cabinets are actually uh 
unlockable, uh, which I thought was like fucking really weird considering everything else up to that point. Like you could interact with like a ton of shit, but it's not only like the, the interactivity, it's just like, there's so much detail in each and every one of these spaces. It's so fucking awesome. Like I just, I love it. Uh, the story is actually something that kind of, I was not expecting. And I, I'm going to give a shout out to Justin and, uh, maybe, maybe it was Tani. I don't remember who, but Justin specifically had said something to me about, I was complaining how I felt like the story kind of deals with themes of motherhood and that it missed a big opportunity by not having the main character be Mia. And he told me, you know, just wait until, until you get further, blah, blah, blah. And I, I still think that there are things in this game that like really deal with the theme of motherhood, like really deal with the, like the whole aspect of what it means to be a mother and like protecting your child and and stuff like that. But, but having Ethan as the protect, the protagonist and seeing where the story goes, it is very much about parenthood and what you would do to protect, you know, your progeny, you know, the, the people that you love and the story really goes into some kind of unexpected places. And I was really kind of like stunned by the story. I was not expecting it to kind of hit me in the way that it did. Mm hmm. Uh, and I, I don't know, man, I like, I was really taken aback by that because I was really kind of, especially all through Lady Dimitrescu's sequence, like her entire visit through the castle and everything, you know, she's got the three daughters and like, she is the mother, but she's also the child or well, the, the child of, um, mother Miranda and like, so, and there are talks about like how mother feels about me from some of the other main villains. And like, I really think that there is still something to have been explored through the theme of motherhood, but I don't think that it is really lost because the story that village tells is really, really fucking compelling. Um, I I kind of I don't know that I really have any complaints other than that. I I mean, I kind of feel like uh a couple of the like the boss battles feel kind of samey. I it really kind of some of the combat in general feels kind of samey. Like I I I don't think that these enemies are particularly smart and they're pretty easily outwitted or, you know, dealt with like through the first probably four-ish hours of the game, I was able to kind of get through with just knifing and like strafing around the, the enemies. Um, and later they kind of become more spongy and you've got to deal with, with them, with them, with, uh, guns. And they're also near the end, especially with the stuff with Heisenberg and you're fighting all the like werewolves. There are like sequences where you are just fucking overrun with with lycanthropes and you've got to fucking like 
sit there and like, you know, shoot them to shit. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I really fucking like this game a lot. It is so much fun to play. It tells a really nice story and kind of does a lot of the legwork of tying seven back into the main series, which is fucking cool. Um, I really fucking dig this game. I like it a lot. Hell yeah. I was wholeheartedly going to pick that up to make use of uh, the PS5. And then I saw the scene with like the dolls. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. So, so let me let me let me throw this out there real quick because I am such a horror guy. This game is not scary. It is not scary in the least. But there is the the stuff with um house with the house Benevientu. I gotta probably butchering the shit out of that. The stuff in that house is fucking authentically creepy, and there is one or two sequences in that house that are authentically scary. Like I myself was like, Nope, mm-hmm. Nope, no, I'm good. But, um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. You know what? You should be because I didn't have <laughs> room in my life to go back and try and play another game, but now I have to finish seven so I can finish eight. Dude, I, I, it's relatively short. I my my first playthrough because I'm I'm gonna play through this again and try to get the platinum. Uh, my first playthrough clocked in at just over eleven hours. Damn, so yeah, that's like Miles Morales length. Yeah, it it is really relatively short. You could probably knock this out and seven out over your five day break with no problem. I have I have seven downloaded. Bad. I just haven't started it yet. You should. Did you say you're going to do platinum? Uh, I'm going to try for the platinum. Yeah. Are you going to emulate it or like pick it up for your 3ds? I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy! Oh boy! Well, tell us about. Let, go ahead and knock this out. Uh, tell us about Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. I will, but before I do that. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I want to specify when I said I wasn't going to pick up Valhalla for sixty bucks. It's not that I don't think the game is, oh. isn't like I don't think it's not worth sixty dollars. But like two weeks ago, I saw that bitch on sale on the fucking PlayStation Store, and it was the bundle. It was forty dollars for Valhalla and Immortals. So like now that I've seen that, I I can't justify paying the sixty dollars uh, price tag. Does that happen to anyone else? I mean, I I feel that it's on sale in the Epic Game Store right now. Oh, really? That same exact bundle. Oh, damn! I'm I'm hoping that it'll it'll roll roll back over to PlayStation sometime soon, and I'll I'll, I'll cop it from there. Um, no, I feel that I forgot what it was. It was uh yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and Immortals: Phoenix Rising on the Epic Game Store. It's sixty four eighty nine for those two though. Yeah, maybe it was sixty. Maybe it wasn't forty. I don't know, but it was pretty fucking cheap. Yeah, I, re- I, I remember thinking, "Damn, I should buy that," and then I didn't. Right, um, but and then the Steam summer sale is about to start soon too. Oh, oh yeah, fuck! About that. <laughs> oh I have god! Like, <laughs> I have eight. Yeah, it sucks. I, I don't. I think it's from a game that I refunded. Or I don't know what it was, but. I have eight dollars sitting in my Steam wallet, so I'm just kind of waiting for that one game oh, yeah. to really poke out. 
Uh, I'm shocked you didn't buy like more of your little hentai games that you were talking about last time. <laughs> oh no, dude, those are only like a dollar. I don't need anything for those. Yeah, that's eight hentai games. That's <laughs> true. So I still haven't played Devil Gore yet. I'll get to it. Oh my god. Maybe I'll talk you about You ruined our before. wholesome Pokemon podcast with some hentai shit. I just want you to know that. Well, to in, we had in my listening. defense, in my defense, most grown adults that are into Pokemon probably look up hentai of it. So, there's that. I want to see your factual research based around that topic. I will find it for you. <laughs> but oh my god. Any god. anyway, um in case you were wondering, Dylan, Cynthia is a is a pretty big one. What are you even talking about? Well, she's also, the, to be fair, she's also the only adult in the whole fucking franchise, so I guess that makes sense. Uh, what? Yo, that's fucked up. I didn't think, oh, no, 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 no. Um, anyway, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. Uh, I don't have too much to say about it, so this is going to be super quick because I've only played it for like a total of 30 minutes. Um... Wow, uh, that game is strange. Uh, I do really enjoy it. I think it's really fucking cool. Um, obviously, fucking Persona is literally just a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei, but somehow became more popular from what it looks like. Uh, I really wasn't. I was actually kind of shocked at how ev- all of the like really common uh, shadows that you can recruit as personas in Persona Five are just straight up demons in Shin Megami Tensei Three. I thought that was super interesting. Um, the game pretty much starts out with the main character being called by his teacher to some fucking rundown hospital. Go in the hospital, you realize no one's there, not even patients, and you kind of start like walking around trying to figure out where your teacher is. You stumble into the basement, and there's a bunch of pentagrams and shit everywhere. Uh, like there's like evidence of, of satanic sacrifice just like fucking all around you. And, uh,. Your teacher kind of leads you onto the roof, and she was like, mm, I chose you to survive. And your character's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then the end of the world literally fucking happens right in front of you. And for some reason, the only people who survive are the people in the fucking hospital. And I haven't played much after that, but I'm excited to go back to it. That, that was a pretty interesting, you know, start to a fucking RPG. Uh then again, it's it it's a JRPG. I already know it's going to end with you fighting some form or variation of God by the end of it. But it's pretty interesting so far. I'm really fucking liking it. I like the character design a lot. Um, the game obviously does feel very dated because I, if I'm not mistaken, Shin Megami Tensei 3 came out in 2002 on the PS2. So I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that that was when it came out. So it, it, it's kind of rough around the edges, but... It, it plays great. It feels great. Um, I think it's really cool that for the remaster, they threw fucking Dante from Devil May Cry in as a, as a boss. I think that's super fucking interesting, and I'm excited to get to that and see where what that dialogue with him is kind of like. Um, but yeah, it's great. Hopefully, I'm not going to say I'll have it done anytime soon because knowing me, I probably won't, but I'll get back to Challenge it. Challenge yourself. I'll beat Valhalla, you beat that. Yeah, I've got to beat Persona 5 before I do anything. All right. <laughs> let's both beat a game. Yeah, let's do it in five days. Okay. I can do that. I can't. <laughs> Dylan, you should be able to knock out three games in five days. I don't know what you... Why don't you fuck off right to the <laughs> hellhole you crawled out of? Yeah, man, it's not like you have kids or anything. Just fucking... I have a brand new kitten. Did I tell you guys that? Yeah, you did. All you got to do is fucking feed it or something, right? 
I don't know. You don't have to do too much. He doesn't know how any of that works. No. I don't know. Was I supposed to feed it? I think so. I think Uh, so. Maybe. Fuck. When I had sushi, all I had to do was just make sure she was fed and had water. I didn't really have to do oh, anything else. Oh, that was a cat's name. I thought you were going to tell me about a time you ate sushi. No, I, I, I have been craving it, though. That would be pretty good. I thought you were talking about eating sushi, but it being a cat, because you were talking about fucking cats. I was like, sushi is We're fish, talking bro. about fucking cats? Nobody no, God. Fucking cats. Josh, what's wrong with you? I hate everything about everything. <laughs> We got to spice these episodes up somehow, right? Do we? Do we really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening anymore. Like a spicy tuna roll. Like a spicy tuna roll. That does sound really good. fucking the good ASMR right continues. now. I'm going to go get sushi tomorrow. <laughs> do it. Do it, bitch. Sushi. Do it. You won't. Although there's not you any good won't. sushi places around here, though. There is an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet off of Exit 4. Yeah, something some about an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet with sushi uh, is not, no. No, you need to go. <laughs> Dude, the sushi <laughs> is the one good thing about that place. <laughs> there, I, Actually, to be fair, there is one in uh, in Lawrenceville by Gwinnett Medical Center. Their sushi's good. Everything else is fucking gross, but their sushi's pretty good. Oh, this one's bomb. You should try it. You're you're wanting sushi. Give it a shot. Word. Worst thing that happens, you get food poisoning. I used to go. I used to go to fucking Nico Nico by the mall, fucking religiously, and then they got like a thirty on their fucking health score. And I've never been there. <laughs> no. Yeah, they found like, <laughs> they found like cockroaches in the back and like bags of the fish and shit. And I was like, no, I'm good. That's awesome. I'm never gonna eat that bitch again. <laughs> that is a wonderful thing to know. Yep. You are. are they still in business? Somehow. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Wow. If you're listening in the metro Atlanta area, uh, I wouldn't eat there ever. That is absolutely fascinating that that can happen. Which sucks because they have a fucking killer shrimp roll and it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, it'll kill you. It, it might. It is what it sounds like. It might. Dude, they found like rats in the kitchen like great under the fucking Perfect. prep tables and shit. Oh, yep. God. Making the sushi probably, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> yeah, right? It was like what a ratatouille. What the fuck is happening? In the the kitchen. <laughs> I am not okay with any of that. It's just the rats controlling the people how to make the sushi. Oh. That's good. Nico, Nico. <laughs> Avoid. Avoid. It's not good. Do any of us have pick of the weeks? Because I don't. Maybe yeah, I let's. Do. Do I, I? I definitely do. I don't know. You don't. You didn't write anything down. Yeah, it's because I'm uh, a shitty person. It is true. I don't um, need anyone to tell me that. Shitty shit shit shit. All right, so let's get to our picks of the week. <laughs> it's not Nico Nico. I can tell you that. <laughs> Uh, my pick of the week is something that I've, I guess, been kind of sort of teasing over the last, like, what, three months? Uh, Island's new album is out. It's called Islomania, and it is great. I really, really fucking like it. Um, it is very dancey, uh, and kind of, like, different from everything else that Highlands has done, it's almost like a pop record. Um, I, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about it other than I really fucking like it. It's from my favorite band. I've been singing the praises of the singles off this album since they released. Uh, go check it out. I, I really fucking really like this album. 
What word? Awesome. Uh, I like we like to do it with the lights on. It's a good song. It's a good song. Yeah. Um, Austin, did you think of something? Yeah, I I did. Actually, Uh, my pick of the week is a little album. Came out in 2002. It's called Does This Look Infected by Sum 41. And I think that album is the greatest punk album of all time. I fucking Whoa. adore that album. Oh, right. I adore that album. Let's not get too far ahead of nope. ourselves nope. now. Nope. Crazy nope. how we were doing fine up until this point. In the <laughs> yeah, what? I will die on that hill. Yes, you. Yeah, will. you will. <laughs> that, that is the like that. That is the punk album that that got me into alternative music. Uh, I mean, that's all fine and dandy, but that, and to me, it's the best. Name I don't even better. think that's the best Sum 41 album. Well, it's okay to be wrong. That's fine. Oh, my. Oh, boy. Here he goes. <laughs> what are you going to say? It's bullshit. Chuck? You're going to say it's Chuck, isn't it? Because it's no, not. Fuck no. Chuck is not better than that album. And that album is not better than All Killer No Filler. <sighs> that's a good point. Uh, all right. I'm not gonna, I, can't, I don't know that I can go. argue that. I would like to. My pick of the week <laughs> is a song by... <laughs> Blair Argonaut Blair Witch called Planetary (laughs) it follows the same theme of the songs that I have been mentioning in the past few weeks aside from last week I love how Dylan does it to us and then gets mad when we do it and that is it (laughs) check it out that's it (laughs) that's that's all it was goodbye everybody no I'm just kidding goodbye Um, did you like that I did your thing for you last week? I did. I was really surprised that you were able to get it out in one breath like I usually do. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't I know that. I was training. Oh, you were? You trained all week for that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he told me he recited it in the mirror like four times before he started. <laughs> yep, and then I summoned a demon. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> That's bad. Don't summon demons, The demon demons, just kids. happened to look like Josh, and it proceeded to skull fucking for the rest yes. of the night. Oh, oh my god oh what my. a memorable occasion <laughs> all right the ending of this podcast has certainly been <laughs> dude it has it devolved so quickly right. i think it was more fun than the beginning of the podcast honestly we uh, have like a really good bread on either side and then we just have like one slice of ham in the middle of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to know a funny story about me with ham oh god yeah let's just not fuck really this podcast right up <laughs> I kind of don't want to know anything about you and ham. Wait, hang on. Oh, Did you yeah. fuck a ham? No, no. Okay. No. Oh, but that what? was a rumor about me in high school. That's yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Okay, yeah, I there remember was a, now. There, For some reason, I I started oh, I started no. beef with these two guys when I was a freshman. You started ham, and the, so I used to be friends with these two guys. Like the beginning of my freshman year of high school. And uh, we were talking about Mansers one day. Does anyone remember that stupid fucking show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. We were talking about Mansers, and there was a whole, like, segment on Mansers about what food would be the closest to a woman's genitals. And I think they oh. said I, I think they said veal. I'm pretty sure they said veal. Oh, baby uh, cow? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, like, that conversation happened, and then some beef happened between us, and we weren't friends anymore for, like, a year. And then because of that conversation, they started a rumor about me that uh, I used to uh, masturbate with a sandwich ham. Oh, 
God. I had people in the lunchroom, and I, dude, I was so devastated when it was happening, but as an adult, it's fucking hilarious, and I'm so glad that kids did that to me, because I would have done that to somebody else. Um, I used to have people walk by me in the lunchroom, like, they would go to, like, the, the part, like, the line in the cafeteria where they just pretty much gave you sub sandwiches every fucking day. And uh, they would take the ham off of their sandwich. They would like walk, but walk by me and like slap it on my tray. And they were like, "We think you more than I do." You fucking freak. <laughs> I had signs on my locker at one point of uh, uh, Miss Piggy, and it asked if that was my favorite. Oh no! 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 <laughs> no! I was heavily suicidal during this time in my life. Oh, but it's my funny God. to look back on now because I'm like, oh, God damn, some of those so jokes were hilarious. Yeah, no, dude. Some of those kids, I, I just you just they went way look, out of their way, and I appreciate they did as an adult. All right, as an adult, this is great because you know, <laughs> you know, there is someone out there who has the memory of doing that to you, and they're like, I wonder how that ham kid's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> uh, no, like it, it, it got so yeah. Like uh, I, I would have kids like walk by me in the hallway and ask me if I got like aroused watching the Muppets and shit like that. Oh shit! Uh, you had an awful high school. I straight up had one kid walk up behind me, tap me on my shoulder, and then dead ass just stone cold smack me with a handful of ham. What yeah. the fuck is wrong? Mountain View was kids. rough, dude. Mountain View didn't give a fuck what happened to the kids that went there. <laughs> An administrator watched that happen and did nothing. Yeah, because you were the freaky hand kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the administrator was just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the kid that likes to fuck sandwich meat. I'm just going to sit oh, back and watch shit. this one happen. Jesus Christ. The freaky <laughs> ham kid. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. Title? <sighs> that's a great title. Every, that's, oh, God. All right. Well. It's a great story. I can't wait to tell my kids about it. Right. As always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Pop, Hunting Pixels, and the Culture Pop family of content. Culture Pop is available on Twitter at Culture underscore Pop, Instagram at Culture underscore Pop, Facebook at The Culture Pop, and on YouTube, where I'm going to have a video coming very soon. Told you guys. It is coming. Um... This podcast, Hunting Pixels, is available on Twitter at Pixels Hunting and on Instagram at Hunting underscore Pixels CB. Uh, that said, I have been very bad uh, about posting since we moved into the new house because, well, I haven't had a whole lot of time. So uh, I'm going to rectify that by by having more posts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at the bebopman 182 on Instagram at bebopman 182 and on Twitch, where I will hopefully be streaming again uh, soonish at the underscore bebopman. Dylan, don't follow him on anything because he does not Never. exist. Yep. Uh, Followed my fucking YouTube the other day. 
Yeah, when Dylan was saying that, I was uh, unfollowing and refollowing him like the whole time. Oh my! Yeah, God. I heard. I heard that on the on the show. <laughs> I was like, you, you, you cheeky fuck. Um, and Austin, he's available on Twitter at Big Papa Plays, on Instagram at Big Papa Stevens underscore, or at Big Papa. Please. Is, what if? Go ahead. Okay. I like uh, <laughs> He is also on Twitch at Big Papa Plays and on TikTok at Big Papa Plays. Dylan is available on Twitter at OMDissy on Instagram at OMDissy on Twitch at OMDissy. Did you like what I did there, Dylan? And uh, on YouTube at OMDissy. <laughs> <laughs> what if I made an OnlyFans account and it was bigger Papa fucks ham? Oh, uh, no. You had me in the first half. <laughs> God. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, Lord. I loved it. You could hear the excitement in my voice go up, and then you said the ham bit, and I was done with your shit. <laughs> Like, son of a bitch. That is on record. All right. Oh, so, boy. The Discord is a wildfire with that one. Dude. I, I responded to a message. You did. Look at oh, you. he did. Yeah. That was it. Um, <laughs> so, what if in the next five days I have to be at Valhalla, but also post a video to YouTube? I wonder if I should do this. Oh, yeah. God. There you go. Get, get, get your fire back. Get it. I could. But then everyone's going to be like, why aren't you streaming on Twitch? <laughs> Good point. And then I'm just going to not post for three months on YouTube. After that too. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to do it. Honestly. Yay. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure um, that's how you start a cult following. I think so. Well, we have a cult following on uh, Patreon. That is true. <laughs> Look at that transition. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're looking to support this podcast because you like it so much... Uh, you can do two things. Um, the first is tell your friends about it. If there's someone that you know that uh, would be interested in listening to this and think that you think that they would uh, have a fun time, go ahead and shoot them a link uh, of this podcast because I think that would really help us get get the word of mouth out there. Um, but... If you really, really like us, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash culture pop. Toss us a... <clears throat> there we go. Toss us a pledge. Uh, we're offering some really cool perks over there. Like uh, you can get your name in the credits of the videos that I'll be releasing, as well as in the show notes of every podcast episode. Um, mm -hmm. You can also get shows uh, up to three days early. Uh, and YouTube videos up to two days early. And uh, there's actually a perk. Uh, I don't know if I delisted it or not. Um, it might not be on there anymore. But uh, in the future, we'll be doing um, some some possible stuff where uh, patrons will be able to have their own episode of the podcast. Ho, ho. That'll be cool. So, uh, yeah, we got some really good stuff over there. Go check it out um, and consider tossing us a couple of your hard-earned dollars. I promise not to use it to go to my local deli and buy sandwich meat. He, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I'm done. He, I had to get one more in. Now I'm done. He, he will not do that because... Um, I am the CFO, so I see all finances. 
for the entity known as Culture Pop. So you guys don't have to worry about that. Me and Dylan don't see any of it if it makes you guys feel better. It is true because everything that we're getting right now is going strictly to <laughs> uh, the, the podcast. Yeah, it's so strictly maybe bump some fun. of those tears up, guys. I also uh, literally do 0% of effort, so I have no reason to be paid. It is I true. Show up. I do all of the work, so I don't even know why you should get paid, Austin. Honestly. I'm here. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Sometimes. He is here. He is here. Next week, he will not be. Like, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, No, you're not. Uh, So next week, it'll be just me and Dylan. Um, It sounds like from now on. Oh. You're fired, bitch. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, that was it for our show. Thank you for listening. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you.